With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You like family. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Hi, Miller and Condon. Hour number two. Welcome back. Bottom of the hour, Austin Arnaud. Former Iowa State quarterback, momentarily Adam Rittenberg from ESPN.com. Uh, make a difference uh, this holiday season. Join the Food Bank of Iowa in the fight against hunger. Every dollar donated creates four meals to help our neighbors and offers hopes during these tough times. Learn how you can help at foodbankiowa.org. You can also help here locally today as there is a food drive right in front of our building at 2141 Grand. Heather Burnside will be orchestrating that from 3 to 5 this afternoon. Uh, non-perishable items, you want to make a cash donation. 3 to 5 down here today, 2141 Grand Avenue, as we help, along with Golden Rule uh, Plumbing, uh, we help feed Iowa's, Iowans and make this uh, these difficult times a little more palatable. You know, uh, we, we talk to Michelle Book a lot with our philanthropic work that we do. and Through NCMIC. Yes, a big thank you to them as always. You know, Ken, we hear these stories and, and you hear about the young people. And and I go back to that continually, you know, thinking of these students that are at home and Mm -hmm. just don't have it. And my wife's doing something with Des Moines public schools here. The last couple of days, I talked to people in West Des Moines and picking up lunches and just across the whole city and across the whole state and everywhere. And sometimes we just get bogged down of my daughter. She's yeah. Learning at home and you get a little annoyed by it. Right. Sure. It's small potatoes compared Absolutely. to what we're talking about here. Yep. If you can help out, it's right in front of our building. It's very easy to get to. You'll be in and out today, 2141 grand, and a big thank you and a big help, hopefully, for the Food Bank of Iowa. No question about it. Uh, certainly difficult times. And uh, Michelle Booker, you mentioned the CEO of Food Bank doing a great job yes. uh, with what she's doing. All right, Adam Rittenberg momentarily, Northwestern Ohio State. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on that, get his thoughts on the Hawkeyes season. That's sad, difficult yeah. to, uh, that it's come to an end. But look, as Kirk Ferentz said in his father, they're going to uh, focus on the positive, and the positive was is uh, with the exception of this game that was supposed to be this weekend, they were one of the few teams that got away uh, unscathed. Let's get Adam Rittenberg in here from ESPN.com. Adam, thanks for coming on. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, appreciate you coming back on Des Moines here. How are you, Adam? I'm doing great, uh, Ken and Trent. Hope you guys are doing well, staying safe. Absolutely doing our best to do that. It's uh, been a remarkable college football season. Uh, a lot of folks thought, um, yep, it's going to start, but it's going to finish. Well, here we are at the finish line, which is just remarkable. Hats off to the students for persevering, uh, the student-athletes for persevering, the coaches and everybody. gets a great deal of credit in this thing. And we're going to have a Big Ten championship out in Northwestern and Ohio State. 
Um, let's first of all talk about the, the the playoff. And you know, there was a lot of spec. Ah, it's going to ruin college football. Ah, the regular season's going to be meaningless. Adam, the talk that this has generated, whenever Tuesday's television show, the day after or in the hours after. You can't buy that type of publicity, good or bad, for this sport. I think that the naysayers out there that didn't think that this was a good idea, I think they have to um, kind of eat their words a little bit. It has been remarkable, the the talk that it's generated for college football. Right. And, you know, I think the, the Tuesday show, absolutely, that's the goal of it. And it makes it much harder on the committee. I think Gary Barta... The AD or the Iowa AD who chairs the CFP committee this year would probably say that because it, it puts them in a position where they have to you know, constantly justify what they're thinking week to week. And you know, this particular week of rankings you know, ge- generated a lot of outrage. You know, where uh, Coastal Carolina was certainly Cincinnati falling back, Iowa State moving up, having not played to number six, Florida only moving a spot back after losing to a bad LSU team. But you know, we are talking about it, and that's certainly the the goal of all of this. And and why I think that that, uh, that series of rankings will continue in the future. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm an advocate of an 18 playoff. Yep. I think it would, you know, j- just bring more people into the tent. But in terms of the debate and the, and the fighting and the, and the, and the attention, you know, I think four does generate more of that because, you know, you're, you, it's naturally you're going to have quite a few leagues or regions or teams left out of the conversation. Uh, back to the Big Ten in a second. There is a little breaking news. The Big Ten, uh, the Big Twelve has just uh, awarded their Defensive Player of the Year, their Offensive Player of the Year, and their Coach of the Year. Are you sitting down, Cyclone fans? Just swept them. Mike Rose, <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year. Brees Hall, Offensive Player of the Year. Matt Campbell, Coach of the Year. It's just crazy these times we're living in with Iowa State. Amazing. Go ahead, Trent. Well, and, and to go hand-in-hand hand with that, Adam, I want to get your perspective. This is an unprecedented time for Iowa State. They're playing for their first conference title in over 100 years. It's a great story. But the story on a national scale is not about that. It's, boy, if there's a couple upsets, can they get into the playoff? It shouldn't be just about the playoff, but unfortunately – that's the part of this that I don't like, and that's where Ken and I certainly disagree. I hate the playoff show. I, I don't like that because there's so much more to college football than just these four teams, and for all intents and purposes, two teams that can win a title in Clemson and Alabama every year. Am I crazy here? No, I mean, and this is something that like Nick Saban has said um, you know, a lot over the years, that as soon as you went to a playoff, nothing else mattered. You, you've seen the, the devaluation of bowl games. Um, you know, just in terms of our conversation and even in the minds of players as more of them are just deciding, hey, we don't even want to be part of that anymore. That was a huge part of college football when I was growing up, and it just isn't as meaningful as it used to be. And so you do have all that attention. I mean, we all love the Ohio, the Iowa State story and what they've been able to accomplish. But, you know, this week it was, wow, they're ranked too high and they lost mm-hmm. to Louisiana. And, you know, a couple of them, Bill Connolly, who's a great colleague of mine, and I had kind of the same reaction. Like, like you're, you're making me, you know, hate Iowa State or, or making me feel bad thoughts about Iowa State. That's like the last thing that I want because we all love that story and, and what Matt Campbell's been able to do there. But, but yeah, I mean, Iowa State I don't think is the number six team in the country. Um, I don't think that with two losses they, they really belong in the playoff, but it could happen. Yep. And, and certainly that's the, that's the, uh, the, the discussion point at this stage. So, um, yeah, it, it definitely I – think, I think everybody's right here. It does create more conversation, but it also creates – 
uh, you know, a, a, you know, less attention on some of the positive things going on elsewhere. Yeah, you're you're right, Adam. I mean, you you have to come out and you have to express your opinion. You get called an Iowa State hater. <laughs> Reese Davis is public enemy number one after Tuesday night. Uh, I just think it's remarkable. Well, let's get to the Northwestern uh, Ohio State game. Of course, a lot of Cyclone fans have become Northwestern fans or will become uh, this weekend. What what do you expect in this football game? Uh, I have no idea how Northwestern lost to Michigan State. That was the one kind of head-scratcher for me uh, 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 pursuant to their season. Can we get a close game here, do you think, Adam? Yeah, I think we can. I mean, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, you know, somebody asked me yesterday on Twitter, well, you know, Iowa matches up better with uh, Ohio State than Northwestern does. The truth is neither of them match up very well. (laughs) Most most teams in the Big Ten don't match up well with Ohio State. It's why they win the league every year. Um, But... You know the path for Northwestern is to you know is to certainly ride its defense, which has been you know one of the best two or three units in the country. I think the best unit in the Big Ten, and they have to create takeaways. You know that was the the blueprint that Indiana followed to a degree. They they created uh, some some interceptions off of Justin Fields when they played Ohio State. The problem is they didn't convert any of those for points. So Northwestern's got to uh, take the ball away from Justin Fields and convert those into points. The concern that Northwestern has is they just don't have a very explosive offense. And so, um, you know, they, they, they are not a team that creates a lot of big plays. I think they did have some positive developments last week in their run game, which hadn't been very good. You know, Cam Porter, a, a true freshman, I think is their future at that position. So you know, Ohio State defends the run very well. I think Northwestern is going to have to throw it. They're going to have to take more chances, guys, on both sides of the ball. They don't take a lot of chances. Even on defense, they're not a blitzing defense. So they're going to have to be more aggressive, I think, to, to, uh, to try to pressure Justin Fields, and then on offense, can they stretch the field a little bit? The one thing Northwestern does well, like a lot of people rag on their offense, and justifiably so, when they get into the red zone, and Iowa saw this, they score touchdowns. I think they're ninth in the country in goal-to-go percentage. So when they get into that 10-yard line or, or, or in, they are scoring touchdowns on field goals. And on defense, when the other team gets in the red zone, they're allowing field goals, not touchdowns. So if those things can all match up and they can get the game into the fourth quarter, you never know. But it's going to be a tough matchup for them for sure. So you mentioned Iowa and maybe being a better matchup against Ohio State ultimately probably not going to matter. The 0-2 start to way they finish. They don't get the last game against Michigan. That one's away. But a 6-2 and finish after the offseason that Iowa had, I don't think I didn't think this was going to happen nope. two games in. I thought this was a dead program walking yet. Who here they are. Your perspective on a national scale as you see it. Yeah, I was really impressed with with Iowa turning it around. You know, because you know those those first two two games honestly reminded me of games that they've had in years past. And I mean, this is probably a larger conversation that you guys have had. I mean, Iowa should have made the Big Ten championship game. Um, you know, since they, they, at least once, I think since 2015, and it's somewhat disappointing that they haven't. They were my pick to win the division last year, and I thought they'd be really good again this year. Um, that that 0 and 2 start kind of doomed them, especially when you had the the head to head loss with Northwestern. Right. But I, I thought this could be a good team, and, and they've, they've certainly turned out to be. I mean, de- their defense and Northwestern's defense is similar in the sense that both are at the point where they can lose great players, and they're still going to be great. In Wisconsin, I think those three programs now are so similar on the defensive side that it, you know, yeah, I mean, Northwestern's probably going to lose some really good players this year. I, I would imagine Davion Nixon's going to go to the NFL draft and be a first-round pick. I think that those defenses are going to be fine next year. There's just too much of a track record. Uh, I know Northwestern's replacing its coordinator, but Iowa's got great continuity. They have great players, and then on offense, again, 
you know, I, you've seen the ups and downs of their quarterback, Tetris, and, and that probably has hurt them, you know, in those two losses. But uh, he seems to be playing a little bit better, and they're able to uh, kind of get around some of his shortcomings with their run game, with their defense, some of the other areas, special teams where, where Iowa really shines. So I think it's a really good team, certainly a team that could have won the division, and a team that, I, again, I've said this a couple times on Twitter, I'd love to see Iowa matched up with a really good team in a bowl game. Uh, just to, 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 to kind of test them. They haven't had too many real tests here in the last month or so because they're just better than their competition. Put them against the top 10 team. Put them against the top 15 team and just see how good they can be in that in that bowl opportunity. Adam Rittenberg from ESPN.com is our guest. couple more minutes, Adam. We'll let you go. Help us out with what's going on in Nebraska. Uh, you know, the Minnesota comes in as shorthanded as any team uh, that's shown up for a Saturday appointment. And, you know, Nebraska seemingly the had turned a corner perhaps with a couple, played Iowa tough, uh, had a nice win in Purdue. Martinez is hitting his targets. Couldn't the broad side of the barn against Minnesota. Uh, that was a head-scratcher. Where is that program adam there's no other way to say it they're one of the worst programs in the big 10 and, and they've been a hugely disappointing addition to the conference relative you know in terms of competition and expectations and i don't want to go too big picture because we're talking about this season but it's kind of just what you said every time they take a step forward it's a couple of steps back you know, every time they put together a good drive you know they kill it with penalties or turnovers they're just they don't have that consistency that we talk about in the big, I, I'm big on this now, guys. We can probably get into this. Everybody talks about the Big Ten West is oh well, there's no Ohio State, and there's no Penn State, and there's no Alabama, and there's no Clemson. When you have programs that have been cons- as consistent as Wisconsin, Iowa, and Northwestern now, and even Minnesota's getting there, it's hard to move up. So like, we're, we're talking about like you know Nebraska. Can they move up? Well, some of those teams have to get worse. Illinois has an opening. Illinois wants a new coach. They're going to get excited about whoever they hire. Can they move up? Well, it's hard to move up mm-hmm. in this division. You have incredible leadership at, at those three schools in particular, and I would throw P.J. Fleck if he stays at Minnesota long-term into that category. You need them to get worse, to get better. And I just <clears throat> don't know how Nebraska does it because um, I just see a program that uh, doesn't have the talent or the consistency, the culture that you need to consistently beat those three programs, especially at the top. I see a program that's too prone to mistakes, to turnovers, to penalties, to inconsistency. Uh, and, uh, and, and again, they're not talented enough like they were in, in the past to just overcome those things. Got one more for you, Adam. And it's, you mentioned big picture. I want to go big picture with what we're seeing in the transfer market, the transfer portal. An extra year of eligibility coming for all these football players as long as the football programs are going to be able to afford to pay for those extra scholarships. Just how crazy are these next couple of years going to be? And and maybe most importantly, the concern that I have is guys that want to transfer, want to go other places. There's not going to be scholarships for them. Just how different the structure of rosters are going to look here the next couple of years. Right. I, I think it's going to be a mess. Uh, and, hmm. and certainly you're seeing that already. I think, again, it's why the education on the front end has to be as strong as possible. Hey, you want to transfer. That's your right. Here's what you're facing. Here are the realities of going into the portal. And the more players that, 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 that if you can express that as clearly as possible to players without appearing to be bitter or punitive or however you want to describe it, that, that, that the player is leaving your school, that's all you can do. I mean, we screwed up when we were 18 years old, 19 years old, yep. and that's what these guys, a lot of them are going to do. They're going to make that mistake. I, I don't know if we can sit here and wring our hands and cry about it. All you can do is educate them on the front end and say, Here are, here's the realities of these rosters. 
of scholarships, of where you can probably go. If you still feel like you want to roll that dice, you have to do it and, and live with the results. But the results, like you said, Trent, are probably going to be a lot of players that have scholarships, that have security, that come out of the portal without those same assurances. Adam Rittenberg, ESPN, ESPN.com. Adam, thank you for coming on. Always appreciate speaking with you. Thank you. Have a happy holiday. All right, you guys too. Have a good one. Yeah, Thanks. good to talk to you, Adam Rittenberg, ESPN. I waited till I was fifty-seven. <laughs> that that's, that was your when you made your worst choice. Yeah, I've made plenty of bad ones at that time. It, it's so next year there's going to be that waiver where uh-huh. you can be if above. If you want, if they want to come back, they can. Right, right. But you have to have a scholarship. Yeah, and well, I'd love to be a graduate. Where are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. Schools, yes, at the highest level, Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State and even Iowa and Iowa State. There's a guy there, they and they have the scholarship flexibility. They're going to find the scholarship money. But you know what? I want to play. I'm a kid from Ohio. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to play at Kent State. I love their offense. I'm a wide receiver. I'm going to go catch 50 balls up there. going to be fun. They don't have scholarship money. Mm-hmm. They don't have that extra. It's a good point. This, this absolute swell of transfers. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people in the portal. Are there going to be scholarships available for them? And then you make that decision. Did you burn a bridge on your way out? Uh, in some cases, probably. Right. I, I just go back to Kirk Ferentz's press conference a couple of weeks ago when Julius Brents announced he was leaving. Yep. And he was asked about it, and he said, kind of walked away confused. Mm-hmm. What's what's the justification? Right. What's the reasoning? Right. He said he had no problem with them leaving. He just wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And the conversation did not come up with a good reason why. It's going to be the easy way out for and a lot of people. Julius Brents is not going to be the only one in that in that situation. Right. That, that you make a very valid point. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, who's coming back? You know, who's who's going to leave? Who's going to take advantage of that for a year? Not just football, basketball too. Yeah, we've had this in other sports. I think that's something other people also miss. You've been able to transfer in wrestling, and right. track and field, and right. be eligible right, right away. away. At whatever university it is, D1 to D1, you're still good to go. Mm-hmm. Finally caught up here. Are there going to be super teams? Is there going to be that that happens? So many, so many, there's only so many spots. And if you do that, all right, we're going to bring in six. You're a football team, and you're on the cusp. Who's that next year? You're, you're a Tennessee team. You've finally gotten there. You just need a couple more. We and we got this group of six kids. They're all from the George area. They all love each other, and they want to come and push up, push us over the hump. So you're telling your recruiting class, you six guys, there's no scholarships. Yeah. Are you running off six, seven, eight guys? Probably, sadly, to make that happen. And then long term, what does that do for your football program in the interim? Yeah, it's going to be great. A, there's no guarantee that it's actually going to work. And secondly, try to recruit after that now. And every high school coach you go to. Ran off my kid. Right. You think I'm gonna? You think I'm sending Wrong my kids memories. here anymore? Yeah. Good point. There's there is a lot of factors to this. It's gonna be fun though. Uh, we will talk to Austin Arnod. Uh, we'll get his take on his uh, alma mater, uh, the Cyclones and the Sooners. Eleven o'clock. WOI has the game. We heard from John Schaefer earlier. They've got pregame uh, at ten thirty. A lot of things he's got planned. Uh, Austin Arnod joins us next as we take you until noon. Do you have an opinion you're going to share with us later on the AFC Will West? Finale of Thursday night football. I got a college play. You got a college and play. a play. I feel a lot better. Yesterday was a force play. That Notre Dame Duke game. This one, this one's good. Lock, Can the Chargers beat the Raiders tonight? Yes, I think so too. 
Anthony Lynn Despite comes down. Despite Anthony, Anthony Lynn. Yeah, well, he comes down with food poisoning, doesn't make it to the ah, stadium. That, that wouldn't hurt. I, I would be all over the Chargers on the money line. If yeah. that, that news comes down, I'm not joking. I am right away going to my app, <laughs> gonna bet the and I'm going to fire on the money line on the Chargers. You saw the end of that first half last Trent, week. He's bungled. Yes, he's bungled game week after week yes. after week. It's, I have no idea how he's still there. There was always the Andy Reid. Mu- there's too much talent there for them yes. to be where they're at. The Andy Reid jokes right. struggled, but come on. That guy is a good coach and ultimately capped last year with the Super Bowl. We've had these kind of guys. This is a different level. This is a level I've never One seen One blunder before. after another. Do you know where he played? His NFL career unfolded where he reached Denver, his right? Yeah, but you know what? I don't remember Don't that. even remember him. And he played on both 32 and 33 Super Bowl did champs. He play? Well, he must have. He was there for both of them. I, I don't remember it, and I'm Four a hardcore. Four-string running back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, TD was going to take most of that. Uh, those <laughs> Not a whole lot of carries available. Right, and Howard Griffith that we see on yeah. uh, on Big Big Ten Network. He was a big... But Anthony, I do not remember his Broncos curb. He's got a couple of rings. Anyways, he's not long for the uh, sideline with the Chargers. That we're pretty safe uh, in saying. Austin Arnott joins Trent and I next. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. We supply the sports. The beer is up to you. 1460 AM, 106.3 FM. This is KX. Business owners, real estate agents, are you looking for an experience? proven and locally owned partner in central Iowa for your commercial construction needs. Make it Roshan Corporation. Roshan Corporation will guide you through options to make your dreams a reality. Roshan, your general contractor who can build anything from small tenant improvement spaces to large scale design build projects. It's Roshan Corporation. Online at RoshanIA.com. If you can dream it, we can build it. Welcome back. Just past 11.30 on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Now on 106.3 FM. Time to talk to our old friend Austin Arnod, former Iowa State quarterback, but maybe better known for co-hosting the uh, Monday evening quarterback here on KXNO. <laughs> Austin, Trent, and Ken, how are you? Hey, guys. Doing well. How you been? Doing well. Thanks for asking. Uh, it's cold. There's snow on the ground. How much do you miss Iowa? Uh, this time of year, only on December 25th, because I'm guaranteed snow. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's it's different uh, out in California. So are you are you experiencing, is the lockdown, I guess, is, uh, as strict as everybody, as we read in California, Austin? Oh, yeah. You know, last week I was able to eat a meal outside, and now that's not a possibility. Wow. So, yeah, things are... Things are much different out here as opposed to uh, back in the Midwest and some of the southern states. So, but no, we're rolling with the punches. It's all good. Indeed. Time to reflect, Ken. Time to reflect. It is, my friend. Absolutely. Well, the, the team that the school that uh, you went to, the team that you played for, uh, is uncharted territory, Austin. Here they are. They win the regular season. They have the best record after the regular season. Just saw an announcement came out. The Defensive Player of the Year, Mike Rose. Offensive Player of the Year, Brees Hall. Coach of the Year, Matt Campbell. A, a complete sweep of the postseason awards. They play Oklahoma. Um, Austin, did you think this was possible? Yes, I, I did think it was possible. I saw the trajectory of the program. But, you know, going back to when I played and, and you know, much different times, even 10 years ago where, you know, it's just something that, you know, 
we saw as a goal, but you know there wasn't a lot of history and and uh, successes with that much with that much going on. So you know it's great to see these guys uh, in this position now, and it makes me a proud alum. You know I'm very proud to see you know how the thing is going, how you know Matt Campbell has, has stuck around, probably has gotten several different calls from several different uh, ads, and uh, you know they're still rolling right along. So it's it's great to see. So I want to uh, ask you, you, I'm sure, watch the game much differently than most of us do, being quarterback, having the connection that you do to the program. But quarterback play, when you watch Brock Purdy, a guy that there was an article on Pro Football Focus talking about the regression he had from what we saw earlier this year, and now the way that he's played in the last month, what looks different to you? What is different with Brock Purdy compared to the guy that we were seeing in September and October? Well, yeah, that's an interesting point you bring there. That was the one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, too, is that, you know, he just continually is, is getting better every single game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a month a month or so ago, two months ago, you know, not that there's not confidence there, but it just like he was looked a little hesitant, maybe a, a step behind on some things, um, you know, throwing balls late. But now he seems to be, you know, at a whole other level, the level that we all kind of expected after seeing him, you know, close the year last year. But, again, you know, once – once October comes around, that guy starts to get hot, and so does Matt Campbell, and, and we start rolling. So I'm fine with it. He's, he's playing exceptional right now, and he, he's a true, you know, unspoken leader of that football team. You know, he and he's setting all the quarterback records in the history of the program, Austin. And there's been some good quarterbacks that have come through the program, and yet Purdy is just blowing them all away. I, I think confidence is a big part of his game, and it, and it really shows. How about the ability? Austin, to, you know, just to, everybody said you got to have a short memory, right? If something doesn't go your way, could it have been earlier in the season, too, that that was getting to him, that he was dwelling on those mistakes, and just instead of just going out there and letting it loose and playing, could he have been that lingering within him, a mistake that he had made? Yeah, absolutely, and and, and that's the one thing, too, when you when you make a mistake and you're trailing in a ball game, you can only make one play at a time, and that's the one thing at quarterback you have to have total focus on, is that, you know, you got to live in the moment and, and, and be looking forward to that next play. And, and it's hard not to dwell, especially, you know, I'm sure, like, like you said, we talked about, he has a lot of confidence in a lot of, uh, in a lot of what he does. So, you know, if, if you look at it from a 10,000-foot perspective, you know, it's like, hey, this guy's going to perform, he's going to succeed. But he may get hung up on some things that really made him upset for, you know, an error that he made or, you know, a, a wrong route run. So you can just see the, the, uh, the maturity uh, as the game goes by. You know, he's, he's stepping into more of his throws. He's stepping up in the pocket. You know, there's a while in the beginning of the season where he would fall off his back foot and, uh, you know, kind of not to trust that protection in front of him. But, gosh, he looks great right now. So, uh, you know, he's got to keep that rolling if we want to win Saturday. Austin, I uh, want to go back memory lane in a moment. We had a caller during the break, New Year coming on, named Al. And he uh, said, did Austin get a penalty in a game for celebrating by like pointing to the sky? Does that jog your memory at all? Do you remember getting a flag after a touchdown? Oh, uh, it was hilarious. You guys asked. I just told the story the other day. Yeah, it was <laughs> really? the Army. It was against the okay. Army. Yeah. Um, my senior year, I believe it. Maybe it may have been my junior year, but it was at Jack Trice. We were playing Army, and uh, yeah, I, I scored. And it was it was I was pointing at the band and the and uh, you know the cheerleaders are down there in front that in that uh, in that south end, in the north end zone. Excuse me. And yeah, got flag, coach. You know. Coach Rose is very passionate. I don't think I saw him more passionate, you know, in the refs grill about he's just celebrating with his teammates. But yeah, I did get I did get a flag there. Yep, fifteen yarder. <laughs> That's crazy. And good memory on Herman, Al for that. Yeah, Coach Herman and Coach Herman made you know Coach Herman. If I stepped the wrong way on the zone read, that was a clerical error in the game. So I think that added on. To, I think I had like 
37 half gassers after that game with a with a 15 yard penalty added on. So that was a great a great Sunday after that. I remember that very uh, well. Nice. Uh, you had a really good running back in Alexander Robinson. Brees Hall seemingly is just uh, he's playing all worldly. Wow. He well, what what makes him special, Austin? When you watch him, it seems like. He kind of hesitates and, and waits for something to open in front of him instead of you know just hitting that hole and hoping hoping that something is yeah. going to materialize. What separates Brees Hall from some of the other running backs? Well, you just look at you know how, where the running back position has gone in the past ten fifteen years. You know you wanted a guy when you were running zone schemes that could hit that hole fast and run hard and be lightning fast in the hole, which Alexander Robinson was. Brees Hall is more of your Le'Veon Bell, more of your kind of concise, visionary type running back where he's got crazy lateral first foot speed and crazy, you know, vertical first foot speed. So he's either stepping, he's planting that foot in the ground and getting north and south is is what I'm trying to say. And he does a great job at it too. So he has, he has the affordability to sit back there in, you know, behind the pocket there and then step through and make that big burst. He's got great vision is, is, you know, what I'm trying to say. So he, he's he's incredible, and the kid just continues every week to to do better than the last. It's it's wild, and you got to give credit to uh, Colin Newell, my former Ames High standout, in, in that offensive line. They've been doing a great job these last four or five games. So no it, it's it's a, it's a sight to see. The uh, the defensive change that we saw a couple of years back with Heacock and the way that they've really revolutionized Big Twelve football over the last three years. It was for years and years about the quarterbacks. And the 60, 70, 52 80. to 48. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. And that's not the case anymore. Certainly at the highest levels, you got to play a little defense now in this league. When you look at that, when you're running spread offenses, how do you combat what Iowa State does defensively? Well, yeah, you have to. The one thing you have to do against against a team like Iowa State defensively is, you know, it's a lot of three down and, and five guys in the five other guys in the box. You got to find ways to run the football because everybody's kind of walked up by the line and it can and can be very efficient in that in that two to three yard box. So, what you know, it, it's very it's tough times. You know, there, I can count on you know Oklahoma's a great defense, TCU's a great defense, we're a great defense, Oklahoma State's you know um, a great defense. So. You just didn't hear that back in the day. Right. You didn't no. see that. So, um, you know, it's great to see those guys compete, but that's one thing that will have to be, rest assured, will be a big part of the game on Saturday. Oklahoma's defense has improved, so Iowa State will need to be able to, again, again establish the run with Brees Hall and set up that intermediate play action that we love to our tight end. You know, you practiced against a couple of really good linebackers, uh, not in Klein. They were there when you were there. And, of course, Klein's still grinding out a living with the Bills, and he's having a terrific season. Um, Absolutely. But Mike Rose, to me, Austin, when I watch Mike Rose, I think he's he may be as good as those two, and that's saying something because Klein and Knott were tremendous. But this Mike Rose, uh, what what a story he is. I mean, nobody wanted him. Finds his way to Iowa State. No Power 5 schools wanted him. He ends up at Iowa yeah. State. He's Defensive Player of the Year. I think he's going to make money at the next level, and he's got a January decision that he's going to have to make. But would you put him in that class with Klein and Knott? A hundred percent. I think I... You know, I think his trajectory, and he's even bigger than those guys. Yes. I mean, he's 6'4". I mean, A.J. and Jaker, 6'1", 6'2". You know, that's that's the prototype-looking NFL linebacker. And, and a kid who probably was a great athlete in high school, as we know, probably played every position uh, on the football field. But you just see those kids who are very cerebral and that, you know, just know the game. You can tell that guy knows the game because he's always by the football. So 
so you know him him being a ball hawk in the way that he is, it just it just breeds that competition. And you know this this may be a bold statement because AJ's had a great career, but I think Mike Rose is probably going to be you know when it's all said and done, probably a better player than AJ Klein. And and AJ is a fantastic. I mean, another guy who had a who had a an eye for that ball and had multiple touchdowns uh, from the defensive side of the ball in, in college. So I see those two in the same light with, with, with Mike maybe having a little bit more upside because of his size. And he can put his hand down in the NFL probably if he had to. Austin, you uh, mentioned your time with Tom Herman running the offense there at Iowa State when you were the quarterback. It has not worked out the, well, the way many people anticipated at Texas. Are you surprised by it? And is there anything that you look to and say, this is the reason it's not going at the highest of levels for the Longhorns. Well, you know, you hear things and, and, and being around, you know, Texas in that program and playing against them for years, you know, that's a, that's a, uh, you know, a very, you know, the most profitable football school in the country and, and a, a long legacy that tells, but you know, there's something to be said about when those SEC, those teams like A&M and, you know, break off and go to the SEC. There's something to be said about that. They're losing recruits to that. So that's, that's, that's probably an issue. You know, I still talk to Herm, you know, I, I try to update him and talk to him about you know, during the football season. It's probably once a month, but you know, probably once a quarter. Usually, just in general life. But you know, he's happy. Things are good. It's just you know, getting over that next hump, right? And I think a big problem that you see at a lot of these schools who are you know these these high level schools that are that are losing kids to other schools. There's that sense of entitlement. You know, there's a little bit of that five star attitude, and I don't know if the work ethic specifically is following that five star uh that tag that comes with the kid. So, you know, you gotta do so you gotta do your own recruiting once the kid get on once the kids get on campus too. And you know, you have these situations like you know, you guys have heard of AAU babies like Kevin Durant and Carmelo Anthony back in that day when those guys were getting preferential treatment. These kids come in and, and they, you know, they think they're the next best thing and, and you know, some of them aren't the next best thing. So it tempering expectations I think is a big problem with what's going on in Texas. How does Iowa State win this football game, Austin? Well, I think it's going to be on special teams, guys. I mean, this game last time was very close. I mean, I think it was like the very both teams had around a 415 yards total offense, and you know, back and forth. But both defensive have defenses have improved, and I think both offenses have have improved. Spencer Rattler, you know, in my opinion, I think he's going to be the best quarterback to ever play football at, at Oklahoma. Wow. I think the kid is is a top level talent. He's got he's got a, one of the more live arms you'll see. I mean, he'll be you think the play's dead, and he can make a big play on it. But you know. To, to Iowa State's credit, you know, being able to run the football, Brock being confident, using our tight ends, uh, you know, working that side to side that we do so well with with some of that jet motion. So, yeah, I think we win, guys. I think it's gonna gonna be a close one again, like the last one. It'll be you know somewhere three to six points, but I think the Cyclones can get it done and, and you know call on that defense one more time, John Heacock, and and that and call on that defensive coordinator, and, and those guys are gonna step up and make some plays. Uh, listen, uh, thanks for doing this for us. Uh, great to catch up with you. Merry Christmas to you and Chelsea, and I think your mom's out there with you, Trent said, uh, during this uh, for the holiday season. Uh, good to catch up with you, old friend. Uh, enjoy the game. Best of luck to your school, Austin. Always good, brothers. Thank you, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Austin Arnott, former Cyclone uh, quarterback, uh, 2000, I think he played 8, 9, and 10. Mm-hmm. You know, he finished his career injured. He got he got hurt. Remember, he blew his yeah. knee out. Um yeah, that's too bad. But. We're running a little short on time. I, we'll talk to Austin again in the future. But, you know, a guy like that, where transfer, you know, is that a possibility? Guys that stick around. Now, he's different, a different circumstance. But guys that he ended up completing his college career, how many of those guys would have just left? Mm. You think of guys that completed their career, I think most everybody's had that moment. 
And it doesn't matter if you're in college. You know, should I go somewhere else? Should I do mm-hmm. something else? Or you're, you're young in your life. I need to change. I need to go do something different. And now you don't have that hurdle. It's going to be tough to keep track. It is. <laughs> there needs what, to be Rob, a, a clearinghouse. Will Phil Steele, when we get him in June? Oh, his magazine, Trent. By the time that it uh-huh. gets to September, uh-huh. how up to date are those two deeps really going to be? That's a good point. There's already holes in them. I wonder how. I wonder how what uh, everybody's everybody got kicked in the inner what's this year mm-hmm. financially. Most You're people. Right. Uh, I got to think he was part of it too because yeah. he sells a ton of magazines. Right. Did he this year with the delay, the delay, the delay, with the schedules changing yeah. in the midst of it? Uh, we'll come back, finish things up. Trent's got to play. Uh, Miller and Condon till noon. Uh, Murph and Andy, of course, coming up at 2. Then the Fanatics at 4. I know Hawkeye Nation radio show is on tonight. Cyclone Fanatic, is it the fa- they have to be. They're down there. They are. Uh, 6 o'clock it Six has listed here. So And then Hawkeye Nation, 7 to 8. 7 to 8. Well, we'll tell you what's going on down here at 2141 Grand from 3 until 5 when we come back after these uh, messages on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KX, no 106.3 FM. There's no place like home for the holidays, unless that place is the brand new Surety Hotel in Des Moines. Win a holiday staycation right now at KXNO.com. A one-night getaway at Des Moines' hottest new hotel. So, invite the whole family over. Then, go get some peace and quiet for yourself. The holiday staycation from Surety Hotel and Des Moines Sports Station. Prairie Trail. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Uh, major event down here today regarding the Food Bank of Iowa Golden Rule, and uh, we'll be down here along with our Heather Burnside. She'll be kind of orchestrating this from three until five. We're located at twenty one forty one Grand, the iHeart Studios twenty one forty one Grand. If you're in the area, if if you uh, happen to be in a spot where you can uh, donate an unperishable food item or a monetary contribution from three until five today, twenty one forty one Grand. You'll see the Golden Rule truck parked. Uh, Heather will be in the parking lot uh, trying to move the traffic through, and we hope that there's a bunch of traffic makes their way down. Food Bank of Iowa, uh, food banks all across the country uh, in desperate need right now, and Iowa sadly uh, is no different. So today, 3 to 5, 2141 Grand Avenue, just Next, we're right next door to, how do they say, is it Ills Funeral Home? Isles? I-L-E-S? I don't know how it's pronounced, you know? Now that you say that. Isles? Ills? It's right next to Lots of the funeral home. Yeah. Well, anymore, just put in your GPS, it'll get you. You know what? I'm old. I keep forgetting that, right? Yeah, yeah. There is There are different ways. Remember when, uh, was it map question? Oh, yeah. Print? Oh, boy, that was huge. It was. And then give a, give a, give a Garmin, and then the very next year, everybody's got it on their phone, and Garmin's belly up. Yeah, it changed things pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, it does. All right, so uh, what have you got tonight, betting-wise? You like anything? Uh, I like Texas Tech tonight. you got to lay three. Against Kansas. Against Kansas. At home. At home, yes, in Lubbock. I like Texas Tech, but not my favorite play. Going to go just a little south of us, down to St. Louis. The Billikens welcome in undefeated NC State. 
St. Louis usually doesn't get games like this. An ACC team come to town. Oh, okay, I see your angle. Now, they're favored. They're favored by four, but St. Louis is really good themselves. A lot of people like them, if not the favorite. One of the top teams in the A-10 this year. Lay the four with the Billikens. I got two favorites. How often do I have two favorites? Yeah, you like to take the tonight. points when you can have I that love opportunity. Dogs. Yes, you do. Not tonight, though. Uh, any opinion on the uh, NFL game? Well, what is the number? A good question. I, I have not Apparently you don't at like it at all. I don't. The Chargers. The Chargers burned me so bad last week. I had the right the side. The total's 52. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. You like the total? I you like I the over. Like, I, I like the total. I, okay. I like the over. If I had to play, and I, I, I don't. Three and a half, the number, by the way. Three and a half? Uh, selfishly, as a Broncos fan, I'm rooting for the Chargers because I want to leapfrog them and get a better pick than them. Mm-hmm. Raiders are on the fringes of a playoff. Might get a good game tonight. You want a last place schedule, too. It's only yes. a couple of games, but it helps. It absolutely helps. Drew Lockin, oh man, can you imagine how good this kid's going to be next year, Trent? Didn't I say that last year? Heard that a few times. Uh, Murph and Andy, two fanatics, four, Cyclone Fanatic Radio at six, Hawkeye Nation Radio at seven. Have a great day. We're Miller and Condon on 14.